0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Thanks, Grishuk and Cahal. You are listening to News Talk's Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. We're here till 2 this Thursday. Plenty on the programme today. After 1 o'clock, motoring journalist Geraldine Herbert is going to be in studio with us for this week's Ask the Expert. She's actually on the line. Geraldine, what do you want people to get in touch about?
2: So Andrea whether you're thinking about changing your car or maybe you're wondering about finance options what they are and what's available
1: I'll be in to answer all of your questions so get your motoring related questions into us. Good stuff 53106 is the number if you do want to text in or if you want to talk to Geraldine yourself you can do so call us 1800 Also coming up here on Lunchtime Live we'll hear one family's story to get a potentially life-saving appointment for their mum that's after one o'clock and coming up shortly. As well, if you suffer with hay fever, I was just reading this morning that there's really high levels of pollen count due this week. So we're going to be talking to the holistic gardener Fiona Nulon about the holistic remedies that might actually help you, whether it's the, the um, hay fever, sunburn, insect bites, something I want to know about myself, mosquitoes, whatever your queries. Get them into us five three one zero six. You can email us. As always, that's Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com or get us on Twitter at Lunchtime Live NT. But first, I want to talk about reviews. The restaurant, the pub, the hotel reviews. Do you follow them or live by them? Do they dictate your social plans? Because I know some people who now only book things based on reviews. If you're going for dinner, should they have to review the review before they'll even consider going to the place? And I have to be honest, I actually think it's really unfair because... Not everybody who eats or stays in a premises will review it. For instance, like I never, I don't think I've ever reviewed a premises. So the review is based on a certain percentage of people who most likely either had a really good or a really poor experience and it skews the result. And I probably just tend to go to places based on word of mouth or I've walked past it and thought it looked okay. I don't set filters for the four and a half plus restaurants and pubs only and I always feel quite sorry actually for the poor old place that's been reviewed because you might get somebody in um, you know just they've they their phone they've Instagram now they think they're a critic and they can really damage a place based on that review but I'd love to hear people's experiences today whether you've had a good or a bad review um, of your business how it affected you maybe it affected you in a positive way and if you're the person who is a serial reviewer you constantly review everywhere you go I'd love to chat to you as well as to, to why you do it 53106 is the number call us either 1800 453106 Sean McCarthy is the owner of the Soho Bar and Restaurant and Tequila Jack's Mexican Restaurant in Cork Sean are you a fan of reviews?
2: Um, I suppose a bit like yourself Andrea um, I take them as they come um, they're a necessary evil um, It's again as you said it's either someone expressing having a fantastic time are um having a bad experience, but I think look, you have to treat them for what they are. We review our reviews on a weekly basis, and they are rogue reviews out there don't get me wrong, and i've had to deal with them personally with from um opposition businesses and people working the trade that would have left reviews that were not realistic mm-hmm. but um we do review we do look at um, every review on a weekly basis we try to respond on a a timely manner to all reviews, good or bad um and then If it's a realistic review and we know our business well enough at this stage and we would review with our managers, we would the the ones that we feel are justified, we would pick out the problems or the good points, tell the staff if they're good points or tell the the areas they found good. But if they're bad points, we reviewed ourselves at our meeting and then we put a plan in place to fix that problem. But I suppose to prevent reviews or to prevent those rogue reviews, a lot of it comes down to Andrea to training and your staff training and mm. what we encourage always with our staff is I suppose sequence of service and checkbacks and we, we insist where possible that the server touches the table at least once during each course of meal or each round of drink and we always try to fix the problem before the customer goes out the door because as you know you're all saying one bad experience a person will tin, tell ten more it, it's tenfold the problem
1: mm, you're only as good as the last meal correct yeah, Sean. Are, are, how like what? What's the what's the? I the the extent of the the more the more damaging reviews, if you like.
2: Um, I suppose. Um, how I I would find out, I suppose I would review them. I would keep an eye on them, but it would be damaging because I suppose here am I a person that I'm, um, I suppose in the in the latter years of my life. But I suppose if I'm going away someplace uh, at the moment, I would read read reviews. And they would color my judgment a bit. But I wouldn't read one review. I would definitely, Andrea, go down through um, a period of over maybe three months. And you look, nobody can be perfect all the time. Mm. So um, um, so I would even personally like, whether it's a hotel, a restaurant or a bar, I would flick through them. But would they would they drive my final decision on going to that premises? No. But I would get a feel for the experience across a broad range of yeah. customers that would have been in there, you know? So it does it does it does affect your business. It dramatically. I won't say dramatically, but I suppose it has a bearing on whether where people book um of course. And, um the younger people today are very tech savvy and they're on their phone always and I suppose I see my own kids they would check reviews because their phone is their phone would be in their hand that they have an iPad or a computer or a laptop and they're always just there and going here and they'll be watching mm-hmm. different uh, different far- different platforms on whether it's Snapchat or you know, Instagram, and also looking at reviews before they book, especially if it's a special occasion, yeah, and it's, yeah, okay, you want know, to you want to make a big thing about it. People will be very conscious spending money. It's so hard earned at the moment. Um, people want to make sure when they do go out that. Where possible, everything is yeah. uh, perfect. I,
1: I'd Four love point. I'd love to talk to people as well, Sean, who who like to write a review and they, they like to review the the meal they've had or the place they've stayed in or the pub they went to. 106 is the number. Stay with us, Sean and um, Frank Rainey, who of course is our courts correspondent here at News Talk. He's actually the owner of Bowtown Burgers in Galway uh, in his spare time as well. Frank, what do you think of reviews? Are they a good thing?
3: They are. um, Like Sean said, I mean, they are a necessary evil. Um, Are they helpful? They they definitely are in certain circumstances, especially when they're constructive and fair. And I think that's the key. But sadly, that's not always the case. And they can really hurt a restaurant's reputation and footfall when they're bad. You know, they are a necessary evil, as Sean said, Mm -hmm. but they should always be taken with, with a pinch of salt. You know, they can be hugely influential. You know, there are lots of people, myself excluded, who will go to a new city, be overwhelmed by the amount of offerings. And and Galway is one of those places where it is hugely competitive. The food scene in Galway is better than it ever was. So people have lots of choice and they will turn to TripAdvisor, Yelp, Google reviews, social media for reviews, and they will make decisions based on that. And I remember when I started working in hospitality many moons ago now, I heard, you know, that if a person has a good experience, they'll probably tell one or two of their friends. But if they have a bad experience, they'll tell everyone they know. Absolutely. And and that makes sense, Andrea, because as we know in our line of work, bad news travels fast. And the sad reality is most people are drawn to those terrible reviews as opposed to the really positive ones. We're all guilty of that. And that's where the response from the likes of Sean and I, or a restaurant manager, is crucial. And I deal with these complaints myself. You know, we're not immune to poor reviews. We embrace them if they're constructive and fair. And when I'm crafting a reply to one of these reviews, I'm doing it for the stranger who has yet to cross our threshold. That person is okay. looking at the response of these reviews just as much as the person who, who sent it in.
1: G- give us an example, Frank, if you can, just an insight. I'm, I'm curious as to the type of reviews that you get, like even the negative ones.
3: Well, well, thankfully, like by and large, most of the reviews that we get are in the most part positive. But you do get poor reviews and on very rare occasions you'll get terrible reviews. And it can be for a whole host of reasons, Um, you know, maybe a delay in getting food, you know, maybe if a person feels they've been neglected because they haven't got a check back, if their food is cold, for example. And there are customers out there who have genuine concerns. And when people have genuine concerns, I will be the first to put my hand up and say, look, we made a mistake. We're going to own it. We're really sorry. We'll do better next time thanks for bringing it to our attention. Mm. What really frustrates me is that when it's a minor complaint, a minor issue with a delay with food coming to a table, or perhaps the wrong drink is brought to a table, that it isn't addressed there and then on the restaurant floor when we can actually rectify it and do something about it. That it's then, you know, days later when a review is posted online. And that's sometimes the first time that it crosses crosses our path. So sometimes there are from minor things like that. You do get more serious complaints take for example like you know um, allergy issues perhaps that might come to our attention but again you know we've got an amazing team down at Bowtown I believe you experienced the service did, in indeed. our restaurant over the weekend and yeah. I'm still awaiting your, your five bubble trip, trip advice <laughs> review Andrea. I'll tell you Frank you'll be waiting <laughs> with, 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 with but if it was breath.
1: bad I'd have been moaning about it here on Monday at 12 <laughs> so.
3: well, well, well there, there you go And, and, and no I can I can, ver- other- I can
1: verify it's a good burger <laughs> there's I, my I'm, review I'm now
3: I'm glad to hear it. And no more than Sean and your other contributors, like we we put an awful lot of time into training our staff to do things like checkbacks, to be um, alert while on the floor, to be attentive to people's needs so that you avoid getting them in the first place. But the reality is, you do get them. And, and Sean did mention rogue reviews as well. And, you know, they do happen too. Like you, you get questionable reviews all the time and you hear right. stories about, you know, restaurant owners setting up fake accounts to either boost their own profile or slam a competitor with fake reviews. That does happen. You know, we've heard anecdotes of business owners offering customers things like free desserts in return for a favorable review. And that okay. just goes to show how important they are. Because if you're in the top 10 on TripAdvisor, for example, when somebody travels to a new city, that's visibility. Mm. You know, a person doesn't yeah, have to change absolutely. the page to go. Whatever about being in the number one spot or whatever, if you're in the top 10, you've got eyes on your on your restaurant when people visit yeah. a new city. Th-
1: this texter says, my best friend drives me absolutely mad. Lives her life by restaurant reviews. Won't go anywhere uh, at the spur of the moment. She has to review the place first. That that texter, I, that would drive me absolutely bonkers. 53106 is the number. Um, food writer Katia Valadu is with us on the show as well. Like Katia, you're in the business of critiquing um, food and the dining experience and, and restaurant premises that you go to. What do you think about these type of customer reviews? Um, I,
0: I find them quite... Um, I, I like the idea that they're possible. I like the idea that there's um, a place where people can actually go and voice openly what they thought of an experience. I'm, I'd be quite concerned about how it's used for... Um, bringing restaurants down because you're not satisfied with things that are far too small to complain publicly about and damage a business for. Um, I would be aware of restaurants in Dublin that have received public complaints from people that just simply couldn't get a booking and went on TripAdvisor or Google and gave them one-star reviews. So the the potential for abuse would be of great concern. I think, um, yeah, that's
1: that's how I mm. see it. It's interesting that the point, and, and like both Frank and Sean as well have mentioned this thing about potential rogue uh, rogue accounts or rogue reviews, if you want to call it that. Chef Gary O'Hanlon is on the line as well. Like Gary, is that something you've ever encountered? Uh, I
4: suppose geographically in Ireland it, it, it just depends where your restaurant is you know I, f- I find myself nodding in agreement there quite often with, with with everybody um I would have been obviously before I came over here to France to the Chateau I would have been in, in Longford and Viewmount House and um, for 10 years and it, Rogue Reviews was absolutely not a problem for me because you know we were a very different business a very unique business business and then there wasn't sort of that much competition to the type of style that we had, mm. but I would have a lot of friends cooking in Westport, Donegal, Sligo, Dublin, Galway, everywhere really, every city, but definitely, it used, I mean, I used to pay no heat to TripAdvisor and that, well, when we say pay no heat, I read it diligently, but I wouldn't hold it in, in an awfully high regard. Um, I would be more worried about the likes of Lucinda, Gillian, Ernie and Paolo, God rest them, and other the, you yeah, know, the print yeah. media guys that would sit in a lot of food panels that like that's, that's, you know, you look at reviewers two different ways. That's a very serious end and one that chefs certainly look upon very differently to somebody's opinion on TripAdvisor. But the rogue stuff was definitely something that, that really affected, mentally affected and damaging to, to guys. But it was something that where they had a, a town like a Westport or a Galway city where you have 20, 30, 40 places, maybe plus doing food, that there definitely would have been some of the maybe the poorer operators getting up to all sorts of shenanigans to keep themselves in because – Somebody it might have been Sean or, uh, that mentioned like the age demographic. Like as as much as I could say, like I wouldn't hold TripAdvisor in high regard. It is absolutely a tool though that mm. is also used, there's and especially loads of platforms, by the yeah. There, well, there's loads of platforms. You know what I mean? Like you look at all the food. Lisa, Kate, Lisa, Katie Cope in, in Dublin. Like for Dublin restaurants, I mean, she's amazing. You know what I mean? But also, like has has an unbelievable knowledge of food. So I would look upon th- that. Like that would be probably one platform and Katie yourself for proper food that I would look at and say, right, well, these are people that have been doing this for a long, long time and they know what they're talking about. So I'm going to read that. I'm going to read that the way I would read Lucinda on a Sunday or Jillian on a Sunday or something like that there. You know what I mean? But... Mm. You, somebody commented there, again, I think it was Sean, that if you are going to go to TripAdvisor, and I have done it once or twice, maybe going to Positano, I've done it going somewhere I've never been before, but what I would do is I would read maybe 20 25 of them, I would glance over 2025 and see what the complaint is. Somebody could go and have a really good time and a, a light might have been out or a picture was, was, wasn't Pure hanging right and they stuff. knocked like four. Well, they would knock three or four stars off it. maybe not even knowing, knowingly doing it and all of a sudden the place has gone way, way down the pecking order. So it is important if you are going to use it and you are going to look at it, that you you take a really broad spectrum of it and read it and say, well, look, like that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's not really a complaint. You know, like that's not bad food that's not bad service that's just you but people just do that subconsciously and don't really realize the implications <laughs> you know so it's it's maybe not out of badness either look i think reviews are good i think it keeps staff on their toes you know it, it, it is one of these if you're going to live by the sword and take all the awards and take all the whatever yeah, you're to die by the sword enough, as well fair point and, yeah. it, and, it, and, it, and then you know it's a wee tool as a head chef that you know and if you're not there or whatever like everybody like Nobody's thinking about this all the time because everybody's only worried about delivering to customers every Mm. single day. Nobody opens the doors to their restaurant any day not wanting to do things well. You know what I mean? But it it, it definitely is an added incentive when you know that at some point at at the head of department meeting at the end of the week or the beginning of the week, whenever a business would have it, that every single mention of the business is going to be brought up at the meeting and nobody wants to sit there hearing about somebody that had a bad experience in the restaurant, it just it's a bad way to start or end a week, you know. Yeah.
1: 53106 is the number. I'd love to talk to people who constantly like to to write or post a review after their meal or their stay. This listener says, I wouldn't trust the online reviews at all. Who's to say that it's not just the restaurant posting the review themselves? Damien Stack is with us um in Lestole. Damien is actually a consultant anaesthetist at a university hospital, Kerry. But Damien, I believe recently you secured your the unique title uh, you were named the best travelled reviewer on TripAdvisor what's your take on this conversation
0: uh, Hi Andrea uh, good afternoon and yeah. thanks for having me on the show um, yeah they, that was a title for reviewing I suppose in the most countries as I kind of was in all the world's countries but uh, these reviews uh, yeah they are certainly very, very important particularly for uh, people who are not from the area that's where they come into their own they don't really affect the behavior of locals so much because they know the place and, and all that but if you travel to a city or a country off the beaten track and the more off the beaten track the country uh we'll say some country in the middle of africa or the middle of uh you know away from the tourist trails then people rely on these almost 100 percent and they're fra- unless they're eating on food stalls or something but uh, for restaurants themselves they, they they really come into their own then um and uh, they, the as your other reader said the, the important thing with them is to have uh kind of an average make sure you look at about five to ten of them um because uh, you will get the odd road review and the, they're usually quite easy to spot are uh, they the main, yeah the the main way you'll spot them is they they won't have many reviews the person they'll either have one or two or five or ten they'll never have beyond ten usually. Uh, Whereas genuine reviewers will usually have at least, you know, 50 or 100 or a couple of hundred. Um, And so the the, the strength of a reviewer basically is based on the number of reviews they have and then you can always check the reviews of that person. And if they're all negative, you know the person is not having a good day every day and uh, that's probably coming from their side. Or if they're all positive, it can be also equally uh, shows that the person is not fair because I mean everyone does have good and bad experiences mm. in restaurants.
1: So what kind of stuff um, do you so, take into account, Damien, when you're you're considering writing a review?
0: Well, I suppose the, the main thing you'll take into account is first of all uh, fixed items like the location of the restaurant, ease to get there. Um, if you're driving, whether you can park, um, uh, then uh, the the look at the place, how good it is, how clean it is, and then the food. Of course, is probably the most important thing in any restaurant. That you actually enjoy the food. People will tend to put up a kind of sloppy service if the food is very good. Um, uh, other people maybe more, maybe Americans or whatever are more down on the service side of things. Whereas Europeans seem to more in, put more emphasis on the food quality. Um, And then uh, I suppose value for money comes into Mm. it these days more so as well. They don't like places that are kind of price gouging. They might have put up their prices but not put up their quality of food or even dropped their quality of food or their quality of wines um, or or whatever else they're selling in the restaurants. So they would be the the main the main topics. Yeah,
1: just finally, Sean. Like before the reviews are posted on the di- different sites, do you have to okay them, or are you notified? Are you only notified, Sean, when the 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 review has been published?
2: Uh, yeah, we're only notified when we go up. So we diligently, and I would daily check all platforms, and my managers when they're on duty would as well. And um we'd have a discussion if something is quite serious. We'd have a discussion um, before our weekly meeting. So no, we're not notified. Um, you might get you might get an automatic generated email saying there was a review sent, but you'd have to went to see it, you know. But we, you know, um, if if you were to keep an eye on all the notifications that you do get, uh, Andrew, you wouldn't get any days work done at no. all. So like I pick certain times of the day, first thing in the morning or late in the evening, just to review yeah. them myself when I have a little bit of time. But look. I agree with what everybody said at the moment. There's some great points out there, but a necessary evil, I think, was but, uh, right. I the common denominator that I yeah. think that comes out of this, you
1: know? Yeah, well, listen, th- thanks a million to all, to you all for joining us in the programme today. There's a lot of mixed reaction to it, actually, Um, from texters here. This listener says, I love lead- reading the reviews. There's some crackers in them. Pe- people complain over the silliest of things. This listener says, if you read many bad reviews, you'll often see they relate to something special that the customer wanted that they couldn't get. Change the time of a booking, or go off the menu—such like complaints like that. For instance, five one o six. Keep those messages coming into us. I want to know if you think the reviews are a help or hindrance. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by
2: Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.